back to our channel. Let's go candid with Urja. After receiving a tremendous response on our previous episodes, we are back with another episode of Let's Go Candid with Urja. Today we have with us Ms. Shrida Singh. She is the founder and CEO of Khadi Essentials. Khadi Essentials is a luxurious beauty and wellness brand that draws inspiration from the ancient roots of Ayurveda and contemporary science. They have a beautifully crafted range of 70 plus products. Their brand is positioned to cater to the premium market. An articulate and courageous leader, a great mentor, and a perfectionist when it comes to delivery, Ms. Shrida Singh is truly an inspiration for all. Welcome, ma'am. It is an honor to have you. Thank you so much, Shrika. I think it's always uh, very good. It feels very nice to hear such kind words. Uh, and looking forward to our discussion, hoping to learn uh, from you guys also in this discussion. It goes the same way, ma'am. So let's start with the interview now. We have two segments in the interview and each segment has a set of questions that are gathered by our team. Let's move forward with the first segment. So ma'am, can you please tell us about Khadi Essentials and how did you essentially come up with the startup idea back in 2018? Okay, so the journey goes back to 2017. Uh, and uh, the idea originated from a very personal experience, uh, some skin issue that I personally underwent. And I tried uh, many products, over-the-counter products, and you know somehow things didn't work out. Uh, back in 2017, uh, uh, I and my uh, co-founder in life, as well as uh, this venture, uh, we happened to visit uh, Kerala for a friend's wedding. And uh, you know, for workaholics like us, uh, you know, you seldom get time wherein you can you know sit and think about things uh, there we got exposed to some of the ancient ayurvedic uh, recipes and we tried certain concoctions and whatever skin issues that i had uh, uh, you know they kind of vanished it didn't go overnight but then uh, it went forever so which is what was more important for me uh, and having been brought up in a family where my mom is an avid uh, follower of Ayurveda. I personally, ever since I was a kid, I have been uh, believing in these natural homemade concoctions. Uh, we thought that we need to take uh, this concept to the world. Uh, we also uh, realized that uh, probably Ayurveda in its true sense uh, uh, would be further benefited if we add it and blend it with contemporary science because, uh, you know, science uh, in its own has its own beauty. And it is, uh, I would say the results are more visible in a shorter span of time. So uh, that's where the idea originated and we started working on it. Uh, I think uh, we spent around two years in the R&D of products. We got in touch with uh, uh, domain specialists, Ayurveda specialists, uh, then uh, various uh, chemical scientists, various uh, R&D people. Uh, and we also did a survey of more than 750 people across India to understand various uh, uh, skin and scalp issues and hair issues people might have at so these people were from various parts of India, various, uh, I would say, ethnicities, uh, you know, various colors, both the genders. Uh, and uh, it was an anonymous survey. So based on that, we uh, came up with 16 uh, broad buckets of uh, issues that we wanted to solve. So, you know, issues such as, uh, you know, open pores or issues such as uh, um, hair fall due to, you know, reasons that are unknown. Um, you know, some people might not have a medical issue, but they still have hair fall. 
so yeah, so 16 issues were identified and then we came up with an introductory uh, lot of uh, about 43 products spread across these 16 categories. So we went live only as uh, recent as uh, August last year. And this uh, year, 1st of August, we celebrated our first uh, anniversary. Wow, ma'am, that is amazing. Congratulations. Ma'am, uh, it is said that entrepreneurship is all about solving problems. So what specific problem that you're trying to solve and what is your vision for the brand? So I would differ. I would say that entrepreneurship is also about finding problems and then solving it. Uh, so, uh, you know, the problems that we were, uh, we are trying to solve is to uh, beautifully blend the ancient uh, Ayurvedic recipes that have been lying there in the uh, pages of our Indian history and blend it with whatever it, the modern science has to offer. So uh, if you, let's say, broadly uh, bifurcate our products into two parts, it will have state of the art, modern uh, scientific touch to it and at the same time an element of ancient Ayurveda to it. Okay. Very well answered ma'am. So Ayurveda originated in India over 6,000 years ago. So how has the Ayurvedic product industry evolved over the years? Mm -hmm. and what is your view on the commoditization of Ayurveda? So I personally believe that, uh, you know, human, we as humans or human race in general, we always complete a full circle. So, you know, we start with basic things and then we complicate it. We overcomplicate it. And then we complicate it to the point where simple becomes complicated. And then we start going back, you know, in our, uh, you know, this urge to complete the full circle. So uh, we move towards minimalism and decluttering and all of that. Uh, so... Uh, I think uh, now we uh, are very fortunate that we are seeing, you know, you, I, our parents, uh, you know, in future, our kids. I think uh, this age is very fortunate to see this transition happening live in front of our eyes. So, uh, you know, we are, I think we are at the perfect cusp of that transition happening where people are uh, now moving back to their ancient roots and especially with the, uh, you know, uh, the current situation that is uh, on uh, the pandemic, uh, I think people have now resorted because, see, there's no treatment available. There's no cure available. So what do you do? You resort to natural Ayurvedic recipes uh, that were long lost. Otherwise, uh, you know, the pages were dusted. Nobody would uh, know what Giloy is, what Ashwagandha is. But I think, uh, you know, either humankind evolves like that or the world presents itself in such a manner that you complete a full circle. So I think we are very fortunate to be, you know, witnessing uh, this transition. Uh, when it comes to commoditization, I think, again, it's very subjective. Uh, you know, the other way of looking, the way I look at it is that uh, if something is of value, uh, you know, not if, so, you know, for I mean, commoditization is also in terms of food, right? You cannot grow your own paddy. You cannot grow your own rice. You cannot grow your own pulses. But you have to eat food, right? So somebody grows it for you. Then uh, there is a chain. And then, you know, you are the end user. You are the consumer. Uh, but in the process of the product reaching it to you, there are multiple layers. And everybody earns from it in some way or the other. So I think uh, wherever there is something which is of value, uh, people will find a way to, uh, you know, uh, let's say earn their share out of it. And also, uh, 
when if you look at the larger market i think uh, this will continue till the time the uh, you know demand is higher than supply uh, mm-hmm. market forces will balance themselves so mm-hmm. if if uh, the you know supply increases it surpasses demand then uh, it will stop all of a sudden that was very well answered ma'am and it was gen- genuinely very insightful actually even we have started you know shifting to ayurvedic products like these oil yeah. and neem since the pandemic especially so it's you know very relatable in that yeah. So coming to the next question, ma'am. Today one can't talk about Ayurveda without mentioning brands like Patanjali. They have pretty much made it mainstream and have you know a whole array of uh, you know Ayurveda products. So what is your view on this? Since a lot of brands have emerged now and people are inclining towards Ayurveda. I think uh, uh, it is pretty similar to the previous uh, topic that we were touching: demand and supply. and also uh, till the time people derive uh, so i do understand that there are multiple brands that are emerging in this space both in india and abroad but then the beauty is such that although the pie is so big everybody has got uh, you know something some share of that pie um, the other beautiful aspect is that everybody has their own usp of uh you know whatever they are doing so exactly. everybody's value proposition is very unique and very different and mm-hmm. which is why uh because the customer uh i would say is so dynamic a uh, customer has so many options so it becomes very difficult for the customer or the end user also to identify uh mm-hmm. you know what is it that he exactly wants but at the same time if something works well for the customer they would stick to it whether it be a patanjali or whether it be marico or png Or for that matter, khadi essentials. Yes, that is true, ma'am. So as we're talking about USP, since the wellness and beauty industry is at its peak right now, you know there's so much competition in that industry. How did you create your niche, and what is the USP of khadi essentials? So uh, we thought that uh, so khadi as such, now uh, you know uh, there are several brand names that were already present in the market. and when we decided uh, to advent into this market in this space uh, we thought that uh, what is it that could be provided differently so uh, there are certain tangible and intangible aspects to a product uh, the tangible aspects could be you know the look and look and feel the texture uh, the way the product smells uh, and uh, you know the way the product is experienced by the customer and also uh, the way the product performs so these could be the uh, tangible aspects the intangible aspects could be the way the brand is positioned the tonality the way brand communicates with you know somebody sitting in one corner so we are based in gurgaon sitting uh, communicating with somebody based in some part of the world so uh, we uh, worked very diligently on the problems that we had identified through that initial survey that we had done with uh, more than 750 people and uh, the way we wanted to communicate and we also understood that uh, you know there is an ever increasing uh, awareness in uh, the customer segment today uh, mm-hmm. because it might happen that uh, you know because uh, you know what we have observed in the past one, slightly more than one years is that people do not pick beauty products on the go so they take their own due time in researching about the product reading about the product so it was very important for us to uh, you know focus on what goes inside the bottle is as beautiful and pure 
as what goes outside the bottle, the packaging and the look and feel of it. So that is what has been helping us. That is really nice, ma'am. Even I, as a person, I'm really, you know, about skincare and stuff. So over the time, I have shifted from, you know, branded and products to Ayurveda because they somehow help you better. So talking about brands and you know Western products, significant part of today's consumers they do look for branded and Western products. So having launched an Ayurvedic brand, did you kind you know a bit of a teething problem over there? Uh, no, I wouldn't say so uh, because the market, like we've been talking, has been you know increasingly getting aware towards Ayurveda and the kind of benefits that it has to bring to the table. Uh, I would definitely agree with you that people do look for branded products, but at the end of the day, uh, whether branded or not, uh, this is a very personal choice because uh, people, you know, whether it is a branded product and uh, or not, uh, it has to do good to your skin and hair. At the end of the day, uh, you would immediately leave uh, some branded or non-branded product if you do not derive value out of it because products can do more harm than good uh, if. They are a wrong choice for your skin or hair. So I think it is all about uh, uh, one. The transition has not been that difficult because uh, uh, the awareness has already been uh, created uh, thanks to uh, you know brands, initial uh, players I would say like Patanjali, uh, and uh, you know people in general because of the uh, you know, stress the current uh, environment offers and the kind of uh, in general the kind of ecosystem that we are operating in. People are already having enough dose of pollution and, uh, you know, UV radiations and all of that. So people want to now resort to something which is slightly more natural, slightly more pure and serene. And hence, uh, people are accepting and welcoming Ayurveda and Ayurvedic products with open arms. Historically, we've been conditioned to think of our competitors, you know, like our enemies. They're purely trying to steal our share of market. But when we look at today's millennial women, there's been a drastic change in that mindset. They have replaced competition with collaboration. So, what's your take on importance of market competition friendliness? Uh, I don't know if uh, competition has ever been seen as enemies or not, because that's a very harsh. Uh, statement to make and very uh, you know harsh stereotyping but uh, you know hypothetically if that were to be true uh, I very firmly believe that uh, that notion is changing uh, and not just changing uh, very slowly or gradually but there has been a paradigm shift I would say and that shift began uh, at least half a decade back uh, with uh, you know the beauty of us uh, you know these new age D2C brands which you know we are also a part of that spectrum uh, is that we are also collaborative you can pick up the phone and you can speak you know you can call up any founder co-founder CEO or you know right from uh, the entry level to the topmost level and whatever st uh, struggles that you're having uh, people are very supportive uh, and I think uh, uh, that is the way to go because if you keep on because there is so much inspiration that you can derive from what other people are doing um, inspiration doesn't mean imitation though so inspiration because you know it is your counterparts in the market that you know keep on inspiring you to do better than what you're doing today uh, and if it were a monopolistic market I think uh, uh, the people who would be at most loss would be the customers because then they would take they would have to take whatever the brands are giving. 
so i think uh, this this collaborative space is working so beautifully that everybody is coming up with new usps everybody is coming up with uh, because see the market at the end of the day is limited but then if you have to let's say increase your numbers or increase your presence or increase your market share at the end of the day you know uh, these things take a back seat uh, what you have to do is good customer service you have to give a good product and uh, for these things to happen you you have to be on your toes continuously research and develop mm-hmm. continuously ensure that whatever you are doing today uh, tomorrow you do only better so it's no more enemies now <laughs> that was very insightful ma'am so like you know as we all know that there uh, an entrepreneur especially has to make really tough decisions and you know has to take a lot of risks especially in this industry you know the product may turn out to be good the product may turn out to be bad so what keeps you going in difficult times how do you uh, you know face a tough situation like this so i'll take this question in two parts uh, the first one is uh, products going uh, right or wrong um, you know so i've got uh, negative feedback also for uh, you know i've been told to stop doing this but whatever product we introduce uh, even the samplers i use it for at least a month uh, on myself directly uh, even if so and even the rejected samplers are from that lot only and the final approved one also so uh, you know apart from other people that also tested uh and we get it tested in labs and all but uh, you know there's a personal i would say verification and approval that whatever you're sending to people whatever you're going to give to people at least you should have conviction because i cannot i mean i am not that i will not be able and i will not have the audacity to tell that a product does this if it does it didn't do that to me so uh that is one uh i think in terms of taking tough decisions i was uh, recently reading uh, this book beautiful book by devdatt uh, patnayak and uh, uh, that gentleman said that any decision is wrong or right only in retrospect uh, because in the moment when you're taking it it is you will never take a wrong decision no so uh, but then only when you think about it that whether i took a wrong decision or a right decision you'll get to know whether it was right or wrong so now uh, i think uh, uh, being an entrepreneur is something about taking uh, the decision uh, you know you you um, you know be it difficult be it easy be it right be it wrong uh, uh, but then uh, of course nobody likes to take wrong decision if you know that it is going to be wrong so you corroborate it with uh, you know people you trust you corroborate it with the uh, you know data set that you have uh, also uh, you know uh, personally usually i would say uh you would have a very keen eye for detail you keep on you absorb very uh quickly you have uh, you know you keep your senses open so and at the end of the day we all are humans so it is okay if a decision goes wrong but then at least in that at uh, that point in time whatever are the weapons available whatever is the ammunition available to uh, ensure that your decision is right at that point in time at least to do it That was very beautifully answered, ma'am. So now, since we were talking about uh, COVID nineteen pandemic, it has affected mostly all the industries and businesses. So, with the current economy in a slump due to the pandemic, what strategies have you adopted, and what are some cost-saving tips that you would like to give? 
okay so i might not be the best person to do it uh, you know give these uh, tips and strategies because uh, by so i'll i'll tell you one thing we are not externally funded so we are bootstrap we are self funded and uh, you know the very uh, essence of our day to day operations is such that we believe in saving costs and doing green business and this is something that has been inculcated in me uh, by Uh, you know through my corporate experience by my manager managers mentors enablers uh, that you know don't go overboard uh, you know always say for the rainy day uh, in and that uh, holds equally true for uh, i would say the uh, startup world also so uh, the practice of being very lean or doing green business is something that has helped us in uh, uh, the current situation also uh, fortunately Uh, you know very unfortunately that uh, the world is uh, seeing such uh, high numbers of unemployment uh, but you know we don't have a very big team but whatever team we have uh, we've been very fortunate that we have not had to ask anybody to go just because we had financial crisis or any sort of crunch so we take pride in doing whatever bit we can do and in fact we are expanding uh, we are hiring uh, people that's really nice man congratulations so uh, now talking about you know a woman since you're a working woman uh, you know ha- is handling the house is no la- is no less than handling the business she has to perform all the managerial functions ranging from planning organizing you know ending to controlling she handles the house and no one in a way no one can so do you think uh, if she applies that knowledge in the business world she could bring better results and would become a great leader uh i'm not sure if uh, in my head i can build the exact analogy as you did that uh, managing a house and managing a business uh, go hand in hand i think they have their own uh, beauty in very uh, unique ways of their own uh, you know many a times uh, you know one of it is under appreciated one of it is celebrated in ways that uh, world keeps seeing uh, you know and we can of course uh, that's a, a discussion for some other time probably uh, but then uh, uh, you know i i do not have these uh, very strong stereotypes of men and women uh, fitting into specific roles whether hard or soft uh, because i've seen uh, men who cry very frequently and i've seen mm. women who make those men cry so i think i've been uh, conditioned like that but uh, you know i can only talk about myself as an individual that uh, you know the what i feel uh, why it works in our advantage to be uh, an entrepreneur or let's say running a business is because uh, i feel that being a female uh, and i cannot uh, uh, you know experience being a male uh, but i can absolutely feel and i firmly believe that uh, the very virtue of uh, you know have being able to find a balance between being practical and being uh, emotional or having that human element in you is something that very beautifully blends in when uh, you are running a business or to have your own venture uh, because uh, you need to take all the organizational side of it the human aspect of it and at the same time uh, there are so many strategic uh, discussions and decisions that you need to take so uh, i think uh, uh, we are at a fairer advantage uh, when compared to our male counterparts uh, mm. at least in a personal opinion 
So, did you face any challenges when you entered the business world? Like, as a if if you might have faced any problem as a woman in that sense. Did what kind challenges did you? As a woman, um, you know, if I would be wrong if I say no, uh, because now, uh, but then. you know i think uh, the male counterparts also have their fair share of problems uh, but yes uh, there are times uh, when probably even if you are given a seat on the table uh, i mean you really have to earn that seat on the table so uh, which which i think is fair enough uh, that's how it should be whether a male or a female uh, it should be merit based and not gender or any stereotype based so uh, there have been certain set of challenges but at the end of the day how you maneuver yourself out of it is uh, what i would say entrepreneurship and taking decisions and moving forward is all about thank you ma'am that was very well answered and i'm sure it must have inspired many budding entrepreneurs that are uh, watching the show so uh, let's move on to the next segment okay I'm pretty sure everyone had a great time listening to this conversation. Now, as the name suggests, let's go candid. In the next segment, we have some fun questions. We can proceed to them whenever you are ready, ma'am. I'm ready when you are. <laughs> All right. So the first question: a product of Khadi Essentials that you use and you can't do without. Is it a rapid fire, Arvin? Kind of. Okay. so that means i don't get a lot of time to think about the answers okay so uh, one product that i really can't do without is this body butter called swamini it is an argan oil and juniper berry body butter and i'm just in love okay so the next one a better industry for the ayurvedic products india or abroad i think abroad 10 years back india as of now okay your favorite fragrance oh i'm so a green tea and a white tea person so i love it okay um, any beauty tip that you would like to give to our listeners absolutely so i think people have this tendency to run away from oils but uh, guys whoever is watching and listening to this uh, please uh, you know use as much as uh, possible you know these essential oils and organic oils that you have uh, there's a myth that people with oily skin should not be using oil uh, but then uh, please research about it read about it uh, there's some essential oil or uh, in general carrier oil uh, out there uh, in the market which uh, can do really uh, which can provide a lot of benefits to your skin type because uh, these oils have been there are certain oils that have been traditionally known to balance oil and uh, sebum production so uh, just do as much oils as you can and you'll never uh, your skin will thank never thank you enough i'm sure this tip yeah. is going to help our listeners uh, uh, the next question is uh, what is a day like in your heels like how is it to be an entrepreneur oh, so, so it it is uh, it just it doesn't evolve it's it revolutionizes every day so uh, i think a regular day at work would have uh, lots and lots of meetings with uh, you know uh, there would be supply chain there would be warehouse then there would be purchase discussions new product discussions uh, uh, then uh, meetings with uh, uh, the accounts and finance team uh, also uh, the digital whatever noise we are creating uh, in the digital 
digital space and uh, you know of course the numbers the numbers that we are doing at the end of the day okay uh, your top 3 websites that you can't imagine your day without so can i say khadiessentials.com definitely <laughs> <laughs> yeah and uh, the other one uh, i think this i, I would say top 2 um, so khadiessentials.com would be one and second would be hpr howard business review a third would be i would say economictimes.com yeah okay yeah top 3 mobile applications that boost your productivity so uh, if somebody comes in has a look at my phone uh, my phone is absolutely empty it's super clean i have i don't have even a single game on my phone so there are very few apps that are there uh, the f- first one i would say uh, is uh, my outlook uh, uh, mail because that helps me uh, you know uh, be uh, in control of my mails on the go also i don't have to open my laptop everywhere uh the second one would be this uh, beautiful app called audible uh, wherein you can listen to podcasts and audio books uh, on the go and the third one would be uh, i think uh, uh, you know some yoga and meditation app because i really like to you know take some time by myself whenever uh, i get time i can very much relate to these <laughs> since you <laughs> talked about audio books and you mentioned a book uh, a few, uh, like in the uh, in the last question Uh, yeah. your favorite book if you had to choose one uh favorite book i would say i you know my uh, favorites keep on changing very dynamically arvin uh but uh, one uh, book that has uh, uh you know i would not call it a favorite i think it will be life changing for me is this book called lean in which is uh, written by sheryl sandberg who were, who is the, the ex ceo of uh, facebook Okay. and she has also worked with uh, other global giants like yahoo and google uh and which is all about women in leadership and how we become more sensitive and sensible towards other fellow uh, you know women counterpart uh, when we take certain positions in the industry so that has been life changing and very eye opening for me that is surely going to be my next read <laughs> so a few more questions before we wrap this up uh Ma'am, we know that you are the CEO of Khadi Essentials. You also started a new venture called Pure and Save this year. Yeah. So, ma'am, how is it? Uh, how, can you share your experience uh, managing two startups side by side? It's like managing two children, Arjun. So that happens organically, uh, right? But uh, on a serious note, I would say that it is only possible because uh, you know I have a very strong support system. um i think though we have a very uh, competent team uh, which helps us uh, make uh, this uh, possible and also uh, you know your family your spouse uh, you know and in general your will to uh, get something done is uh, you know all of these things all of these resources put together uh, is something that is making this possible it's really great to know people are supporting entrepreneurship in india So the next question will be uh, when we were scrolling through your LinkedIn profile there were some mentions about social service and animal care so can you share how you have been contributing to this society okay so uh, there are two three aspects i'll take it in two three parts so sure. um, i was an ncc uh, student i was an ncc cadet i would say not student uh, so we used to go clean these villages and slums 
and areas uh, you know so that we could support the society uh, after that uh, during my mba so this was during my graduation uh, during my mba i volunteered with a non profit called uh, mad mad make a difference uh, where we had the chance to very beautifully touch uh, the lives of more than 400 underprivileged children uh, children uh, who were orphans children uh, who had lost their parents because of some natural or you know some social tra- tragedies or people who uh, children who that came from very uh, unstable financial backgrounds so uh, that uh, that was there during uh, uh, you know uh, my mba days uh, during my corporate experience i also i used to continuously look for uh, opportunities here and there so that uh, at a corporate level whatever engagements we could do with uh, various non profits or ngos and we did quite a few of those uh, whenever i was there uh, now that we have already uh, you know spent let's say uh, a year in the entrepreneur i would say b2c space so to say uh, we are looking at some uh, bigger social cause that all of us all the core team members of uh, the team believe in and uh, you know there's a very uh, lucrative collaboration which is going to be announced very soon because we firmly believe in giving back to the society uh, from where we are earning our livelihood and the kind of love that we are receiving that's really great to know ma'am even i believe in this i read this quote uh, some time back it said do good to others and it will come back to you in unexpected ways and i so strongly believe in this uh, all right so i would like to end this podcast by asking you three quickest pieces of advice that would that you would like to give to our listeners especially the budding entrepreneurs okay so now first one would be uh, work very 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 hard uh because uh, you know if you don't work hard uh, somebody else sitting in some part of the world so you know what they say they say your ideas is somebody's reality uh so uh, that is actually true uh the second one would be that uh, don't pull anybody down lift yourself up uh because uh, like ishika uh, was asking earlier that this concept of enemies uh, being evolved to collaborators so i i very firmly believe in that concept i think there's enough for everybody in this world uh, so do not uh, feel that somebody is taking something away from you and the third one will be constantly evolve uh, be very adaptable uh, i think uh, uh, you know a very big reason why companies or you know we as individuals fail is because we think that uh, uh, we know it all and uh, we we think that this is the right way of doing something and um, you know probably that would have been the right way of doing something uh, but you need to continuously keep honing yourself keep evolving yourself and be very adaptive that's really really inspiring ma'am thank you so much ma'am for joining us We have all been using Khadi Essential products in our daily life, and today, talking to the women behind the venture, it has been an absolute honor having you in this episode of Let's Go Candid with Urja. Thank you so much, ma'am. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Absolutely, absolutely, Aryan. Thank you so much for taking out time, and I loved having this chat. We had a really nice time, and we hope you enjoyed this episode too. We have a lot many episodes lined up for you. Until we meet next time only on Let's Go Candid with Urja.